The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. But thank God we still have hope. Somebody shout, I have hope. Let me hear you say, we have hope. And that hope is in God. And again, I'm showing you from this text, God is also involved. Hallelujah. I know there are times where it may not feel like that. But look, as a believer, you have to understand that God is involved. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that where this nation is concerned, God is rejoicing over us. That's what believers have to believe in. Whatever nation that God has planted you, you need to understand that for the purposes of God in that nation and for the purposes of his church in that nation and the plan and the will of God, God will do everything he can to make things work out for good in that land. And so shall it be for Nigeria. Hallelujah. So more than anything else, let's rejoice over Nigeria. Why are we rejoicing? He that sits in heaven is rejoicing. He's looking at all the wicked imaginations of evil people where the nation is concerned that are targeted against him, particularly and his purpose and his plan for the nation. And God is laughing and God is rejoicing. And in his time, hallelujah, God is going to cause things to work out for good for us. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. And like the scriptures tell us, now is the accepted time. Glory be to God. Now is our time of salvation. And so shall it be for us in Jesus' name. We're going to pray um, over the nation. Like I said a few moments ago, the election process is not over yet. Thank God that we can get up this morning and we have the confidence to put on our clothes and come to church. We are not ignorant of the fact that it could have been far worse. It could have been that an election could not even hold in the first place. That, you know, we have some very interesting languages in Nigeria, in the area of politics, unknown godmen, gunmen, nefarious elements. You know all these languages that we're throwing? Nefarious elements could have thwarted the whole election. <laughs> uh, it's only in Nigeria you hear those terms, unknown gunmen. <laughs> but you know, we can laugh about those things today. Like we always say, if you can't think well, you won't be able to think well. Things could have gotten so bad that election could not, there would have been no environment to hold election. And those fears were there. Particularly with the fuel scarcity and the cash scarcity and all the things that were going on. There were those theories flying around that all these things were being orchestrated so that elections will not hold. And it's not over yet. Praise God. I don't think it's time for us to relax and drop our guard. We have been praying in this nation. We need to continue to pray. This election process is not over yet. God forbid, but things can still go wrong. It won't happen in Jesus' name. That's why we need to watch and we need to pray. We need to watch and pray. It's also important to understand. Please hear me and hear me this morning. Elections are not an end in themselves. It's not enough to have free and fair elections. The purpose of having elections is to select the best leaders we can find among ourselves 
so that we can be properly governed. So that we will not have leaders that are trying to take cash out of our economy, but are looking for ways to inject more money into the economy. We are not just having elections for having elections' sake. We are not having elections to choose our tribal people or the person we like their face. No. We want right people to occupy right offices and govern well. Like the scriptures tell us in First Timothy that we should pray for kings and priests that we may live peaceably. Peaceably. Live in prosperity. Live in, with security. Live in a godly environment. Not a war-torn environment. You know, when war breaks out, the language is, ah, it's a God-forsaken place. No, we don't want that. So, we are not just praying as we begin to pray for Nigeria. Please hear me and hear me very well. And it's important we pray for Nigeria. Prayer is not just our God, let's just have elections. Not only must we have elections and it should be peaceful, we also want to pray that the government that is coming in, God will turn their hearts in the right direction. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? This is where we have power as believers. We can pray and make things happen. Quickly, because of time, today's service is supposed to be very short. We want to release us 10.30ish, so I have just a few minutes left. Go with me to Romans chapter 9. This is really going to form the crux of our prayer this morning. Romans chapter 9. Hallelujah. I mentioned something along these lines earlier. Um, because of time, let me read from verse 15. Romans chapter 9 from verse 15. Hallelujah. Can you nudge your neighbor this morning and ask him, oh, will you pray with me this morning? Will you pray? Ask your neighbor, will you pray again with me this morning? I know you have prayed. Will you pray again? Like we've been reminding ourselves all week long, God said, I sought for a man that will stand in the gap for the land, for the nation. You see, we want God to get involved. How will God get involved when a man or a woman will stand in the gap? So that instead of the wrath of God visiting the land, it will be the peace of God that we're experiencing. Elijah prayed and rain did not fall over the nation. And then he prayed again and it rain fell. One man's prayer affected the entire economy, the geography, everything concerning that land. One man. The same can still happen today in Jesus' name. Romans, Romans 9.15 For he says to Moses, Apostle Paul speaking to us here, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy. Hallelujah. And I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. Praise God. That's what we're going to pray and ask God for. Lord, have mercy on us. Let your mercy reign and rest upon us in Nigeria. We're going to invoke the mercy of God upon this nation. I will have mercy. I will have mercy. 
And when God begins to have mercy over a people, an individual or over a people, it makes all the difference. That's what the argument is here. The argument is all about here. I will have mercy on whom? Now, God has had mercy on us in this country. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? That's why we are where we are. We are praying that God will continue to have mercy on us to the degree that things will keep getting better and better for us. Hallelujah. That's what we want as we go forward in this nation. So then it is not of him that wills, nor of him that runs. Thank God for all the willing and the running we have to do as humans. All the campaigning that politicians have to do, the elections we have to run, the selection we have to go through. But it's not of him that wills or of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. Somebody shout mercy, Lord. Verse 17, for the scripture says, and this is what I mentioned earlier on. The scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. I raised you up. I wanted the whole world to know about you. I made you great. I made you known all over the world. And then I hardened your heart. Paul was referring to what happened in the days of Moses. And I caused you to stand against the nation of Israel so that when I decreed judgment, everybody heard about what happened in Egypt. God can do that for a nation on the positive side. God can raise up a ruler for a nation. God can turn that ruler's heart, give him great vision, give him great understanding. And not just one, several. A nation like Nigeria, we need more than one ruler. It's several rulers in different places that God's hand will be upon their heart. This is the mercy of God in operation. That's what he's talking about. God was showing mercy to Israel, and that's what he did, even including hardening the heart of Pharaoh. I mean, the children of Israel may not have understood that. In fact, some people may have been thinking, ah, God has abandoned us, God has forsaken us. All the while where Pharaoh was resisting them from going. But unknown to all of them, the mercy of God was in operation behind the scenes. Can I tell somebody something concerning Nigeria? The mercy of God is in operation in this nation. It may not look like it yet. It may not look like it. But look at that. God raised this king, this great pharaoh, who was like the greatest ruler on the face of the earth then. God said, I'm the one that raised you. And there are many kings, like we read about their stories in the Bible, God said, I'm the one that made you that great. They were not believers, so. Please hear me and hear me very well as we get ready to pray. But God raised them and God used them for his glory. Look at what he said. Hallelujah. Verse 17 again. For this very purpose I have raised you, Pharaoh, that I may show my power in you. Now this was for a negative, the way God showed his power through Pharaoh. But understand that concept. I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. Verse 18, therefore he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills he hardens. And we bless God that in Nigeria God has mercy on us. 
and we are trusting God that God will raise right rulers for us in this country. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? I saw something as I was getting ready for service, as we begin to pray. And I don't know, I mean, you know, I, I want us to pray. When we begin to pray for mercy as God leads us and trusts God, you know, this is what I saw. It, it just came as a flash. Perhaps, perhaps, whoever wins the election, particularly out of the three prominent leaders, perhaps, maybe the other people that did not win can also be in one way or another involved in the new government. I don't know whether it's wishful thinking. I don't know whether it was a vision from heaven. But I remember elections like developed economies. I remember in the U.S. there was a time when President Obama, Obama was running for president and Hillary Clinton. They were in the same party. So Obama won the nomination for his party. He eventually won the presidency. He invited her to come and be a part of his government. And she accepted. And they ran the country together. See, in developed economies and developed democracies, people that were once political enemies, you see it a lot, and a very good example, I believe, is in the U.S. and other Western countries. I mean, many people will run. They start from their party, then whoever wins tickets in their party runs against other people. But when they eventually enter office, they invite people that were political enemies to come and run the government with them. Even people in the opposition party that did not win, they may not be part of the ruling government, but because they are an opposition to the party that won, and they remain opposition, they keep the ruling government on their toes. It's always about an exchange of ideas. And that helps their government to get better and better. Here, many times, the person that loses just disappears for another four years. Then when election time, he will come back again. I was surprised. I had that Tiku has been running for president. He has run five times. I said, this guy has tried, though. He should come to my church and come and show me that kind of persistence. <laughs> I think we need that kind of spirit um, in how this nation is run. You see, political leadership, it's really, really about exchange of ideas. Whether you are in the government with the person or you are not in government, you are the minority, but you are battling with them. You are always, they say this, you come and say, no, this is how it's supposed to be. It, it, it always brings out the best. And I saw that. And God, God showed me that. I said, when you pray about the nation, pray for that kind of robust development in your process. Election, look, by God's grace, by this time next week, all this election, life will go. But election is not the end of it. What we need, when we are saying God should show us mercy in Nigeria, what we need is for God to help us raise people with the best possible.
political ideas. They may even be on different ends of the spectrum. They can be in the same office or the same government or opposition to the government, but they're always battling ideas. Bringing out the best. Iron sharpening iron. So that the nation can move forward. I saw that. And I want also pray for that. Hallelujah. Because if Jesus starts, Nigeria will continue to stand. But we want the nation to move forward. Glory be to God. Let's rise on our feet. We're going to pray. Say with me, Heavenly Father. Let's start for a show us mercy. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.